welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Welcome, everybody, in. It's another episode of the Nice Job Podcast. So glad you are here as it's episode 50, the big 5-0. We made it. It also will conclude season two for us. And we are so excited. I want to right off the top to thank all of you for the support you've shown us through these first two seasons. Um, you know, we, we hit a couple of milestones, but we're really starting to kind of hit our growth spurt. And I have a feeling that season three is going to be even better, but season two has been uh, so much fun. And you may have noticed if you watch us on YouTube or you watch us on the live stream on Facebook, uh, this big old thing on my face here. I've been growing a beard throughout season two uh, with the sole purpose of that. If you listen to this podcast, you're going to get to grow your business and I would grow a beard as you grew your business. So I hope your growth at the end of listening to season two is as much as this growth but I'm also excited about this conversation because it's going to go afterwards. If you grow a beard this big, it becomes your thing and I'm ready for it not to be my thing uh, and not high as much as the moneymaker. Um, but since it's our season finale and season two, I needed a big guest, right? I needed a guest that you kind of knew, but also someone uh, that I really loved talking to uh, and someone that I thought was going to bring a very unique perspective, but also just a true passionate individual. Um, and you know, him. it is Steve-O, the window cleaner who joins me now. And Steve-O, thank you so much. Episode 50, you are our main guest. Thank you so much for being here in the chair. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. And we had talked about being on this episode a while back as Nice Job was actually uh, got involved in a little partnership, a little sponsorship of, of a venture that you are doing over on YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Steve on YouTube, I recommend all the videos, but a new series you're kind of doing in particular is where, you know, you had a, a career, you kind of had a history, but then you went and started up a brand new business. And I know a lot of YouTubers, a lot of people are out there doing it, um, but I want to hear your story, kind of how that came about and why you decided now is the time to go off on this new venture. Yeah, so I've been a window cleaner now for 12 years. I've worked for companies, I've co-owned a company, and now I own my own company. And basically how this all came about was um, working with the company that I worked for for about seven years, it's 2020 window cleaning. Uh, me and my partner, Jim, there got along extremely well, had a really nice business. He had established it since 1999. But for me, being there, there was just always that thing missing of just starting a business from fresh. And it's something I really, really wanted to do. And being a part of this window cleaning industry, I've got to know so many people, network with so many people and learn so many things just about how to grow a window cleaning business and just have so many good people around me. It was just the time to do it. Um, one of the things I also do is I'm also, I, I sell equipment with Window Cleaning Resource and I started doing that. And just time-wise, being a part of another company, it was it was a lot. So for me, actually starting a new company by myself was just the, the best thing to do. And I am... Now, let's see, it's, you know, it's May. So I'm, I'm almost about five months in with the company. It's been, it's been awesome. The winter was hard. Uh, the winter was cold. There wasn't, you know, um, a whole lot to do, but right away, picked up some commercial accounts, picked up some residential accounts, did some accounts, you know, in the cold, cold winter, but it was a lot of fun. And one of the things that I was really excited about was 
starting it the right way. And part of that was partnering up with Nice Job and helping them do my convert website and then also doing the review program just to help fuel that business from the very, very beginning. And I have to say, it's really, really helped just bring a very professional feel to what I've brought in and what customers, you know, how they reach me. And it's just been, it's been a lot, a lot of fun. And I, I'll be quite honest in probably the past five months, I've learned more about business than I've probably learned in the past 12 years. Um, one of the things that got me into window cleaning was very, very random. I actually started window cleaning just as kind of like a side job to find something else. And what happened was, is that in six months in, I actually got my, my shoulder broken in an accident outside of work. And what it did though, was that it allowed me to learn the business side only six months into window cleaning. And it just gave me this whole entire, you know, perspective on it. That was just awesome. And I said, I think this is something I really, really want to stay in. And, and one of the things that of why I kind of grew my YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff was. I got heavily involved with the tools. So you can see back here, I got a lot of window cleaning, like squeegees and stuff. So somehow that became a thing. And um, I'm just always trying to be out there also helping other window cleaners just make themselves more efficient and just help them grow their businesses and kind of just be there as an ally to help them out. But this new business series that I've gotten on has been a huge help to other window cleaners, even other small business owners I've heard from. And um, reaching 15,000 subscribers recently was a big milestone. And it just feels good to be able to help a lot of different people while also helping myself. I get to talk to a lot of business owners and as much as I get to help them, they help me. And it's just a, it's just a really, really good thing. And the interesting thing about starting a new venture when you have all this experience is sometimes you kind of know the end of the lesson, but then kind of redoing it and kind of going through is you and I kind of talked about, you know, before we met on the conversation here about how the questions you get when people are trying to start a business, they aren't necessarily incorrect questions, but it's kind of, you try to explain them like, hey, like that's a good question and there's a valuable answer but it's probably the most important question that you need to address right now. Um, and we just talked about with Brian Clayton actually just last episode about some of these industries where it's, there's a lower barrier of entry where you kind of could get in for kind of relatively low cost, but then you kind of get stuck there. We don't know how to go next. Um, now you talked about the equipment behind you and things like that. I, I feel like that's what people focus on most. And I know you kind of have the thought of, well, maybe that doesn't need to be your focus. Like that might be kind of get you started, but in your opinion, how much time should you put into what equipment you're starting with versus, you know, some of the other questions, just that one in particular, like how much time should you put into finding out what tools you have to get going? You can learn how to use your tools within a month of starting window cleaning. After that, you should be moving towards all of the business side of it. The only other tools that are really going to maximize efficiency is getting into um, water-fed pole, which is just going to make you safer and make you more confident in larger jobs. But that's kind of for the future in your company after you've really made some good money and you can invest in that and feel like that's going to be a good return for your business. Um, but yeah, I've I even have some kits that I've created on WCR's website of just basics. And it's basic because I know that you can keep it simple and do extremely, extremely well. Um, you know, I see so many window cleaners, even in my own area, that just have very basic tools and they've been working for 30 years. And it's more about the actual 
personable person going in and, and enjoying being with the customers and making those relationships that really, really matter and grow your business. Um, you know, I just think that too many people put the emphasis on, let me get all the tools. Let me just get all of them and, and, and spend all this money. And then, oh no, where's the work? And I think that's the biggest thing. How am I going to get storefronts? How am I going to get commercial? How am I going to get residential? But yet they've spent all that money on tools where they could spend that money on some ads or marketing, door hangers, every door direct mail. There's just so many things out there that can get you that work first. And then you can start saying, okay, I got a little extra money. I'm going to buy this tool. I'm going to buy that tool. It's going to maybe make the job a little easier for me. But really to get started, it should be learn the tools, try to get away from that as soon as you can and really dive into what's going to make your business better overall. Because I, I think that some people get caught up on, well, okay, but if I have this certain tool or if, I, if I'm able to use as like a, you know, a USP that, hey, I, we use this type of thing, that that's going to attract more clients. But you're almost saying that it's going to be the full complement of your customer experience that if at the end of the day, the job is great and they felt great throughout it it's almost like they don't have the institutional knowledge that this is better than that. You know, that like this type of poll is a little bit more efficient than that type of poll. Um, and so you talked about going like with, with ads and, and, you know, a lot of that, that sort of spend. So if the tools, I don't want to say necessarily don't matter, but you can get kind of the basic set, right. then what should be, okay, well, this is actually the lifeblood though. Is it running ads immediately? Is it finding out technique? Like where, where does it go? Like, okay, Steve-O, you convinced me. I just got my basic set of tools, but, but now what, you know, like what do I actually now need in my academic tool belt to get things going? I think it's the whole package. Um, and I think that, you know, so many people don't want to invest in a website right away or don't want to invest in uh, putting everything on their van or their truck. They just want to get, and it's nothing bad to get like a simple magnet or something like that. But I just say, why not go for, you don't have to get a full vehicle wrap, but why not go for the full lettering? You know, like you pay for that one time. You're not paying for that monthly, like, um, you know, maybe some sort of poster that's out there for your business on a bus stop or something like that. But just doing all those things, again, the complete package. And, and what I mean by that is being everywhere, just being everywhere. There's so many free areas out there too. Like, Getting, your, getting on Facebook for uh, your business, Facebook, uh, Instagram, just everything. I mean, even as, as crazy as saying TikTok now, you never know, like these, these crazy things that you can get into. I just always in the concept of be everywhere. And, um, and that's one of the things I've also learned from um, of Jersey, who's also a rep at WCR, but you know, he has a great business since has had companies in Solom as well. And it's just that concept be everywhere. And for me, the things that have really helped me grow my business have been running ads like through Google. That for me has just been huge in my area and getting reviews, but getting reviews has been more about getting those long reviews from customers that are really, really meaningful. I got a review recently that um, the lady explained very personable yet professional to me that was like, that was just key because I want to be able to have fun with my customers, but I want to be professional and give them the best product possible. And I feel like I have gotten into that place where I can be, have fun with my customers inside the house, talk to them the whole entire time, but be efficient. And that I know what I'm doing is right. And they're going to be happy with the product. And I think that's extremely important. And 
Speaking of the customer experience, and you kind of talked about kind of wanting to represent yourself and get those detailed reviews that, that really talk about your process. How much do you learn from not necessarily experimenting, but making some adjustments to your customer experience? When that feedback comes back, how much are you learning like customer to customer? Or have you just kind of developed a sweet spot where you want to stay? So how often are you really tinkering with or adjusting your customer experience? So three years ago, I adjusted it. And this is why. So my my girlfriend, Alex, worked with me and she's so personable. She's so good with people. And so she came on and worked for our crew for a little while. And uh, this is when I was at 2020 window cleaning. And the customers starting to ask about her more than they started asking about me. And I was the co-owner. And I was in this mentality that oh, I have to show them how cool my squeegee skills are, or I have to show them how fast I am getting through their home. And I wasn't talking to them. I was just like, I want to give them the fastest product, the best product possible. It wasn't working. I was in the business for four years and people that I'd cleaned four times with a crew there still didn't know who I was when I came to the door. And that was not a good thing. And I quickly realized, I said, I have to make a change. I need to slow it down a little bit get to know these customers. And that was my major thing. And I worked on it for over three years. And I feel like after about two years, I finally hit that sweet spot where every single customer I went into, I was talking to them the whole entire time I was in the house. There's some customers that don't want to talk to you. Of course, they just want you to get the work done, you know, but a bulk of them want that great experience. You know, as a child, I used to go to Disneyland and Disney World a lot. And that's an experience. And when you have an experience like that, it you you have memories about it. And I think you can do that even with as simple of a thing as window cleaning and your business is make it a really good experience for them from the beginning to the end. And I think that will just get you more returns and more referrals uh, and, and build your customer base. Were you surprised by anything that came up in conversation when you would connect with your clients or anything like that? Was there something that came up that you're like, wow, you know, I always thought that when people are hiring window cleaners, they're thinking about X, but no one brought that up. Or, you know, I, I thought that that Y was really going to wow them. And it turns out that nine out of 10 people are just like, oh, well, okay, that's cool. Is there anything that you learned through these conversations? Um, I think, oh, geez, a hard question. I think um, overall, what I think I've learned from customers is, is that, and this may not answer your question directly, but it will kind of go into is that sometimes you go into a customer's home and you feel like, oh, they don't really want me to talk to them. Like you just haven't broken that ice. But then all of a sudden you break that ice with them and they just open up. Right. And I think the biggest thing was that I don't like talking about myself. I ask them about them. I don't talk to them about my business. I ask them about them and how they are and what's new in their life. And I get to know them. I'm not there to tell them, oh, I'm doing X amount a month, or I just got this new account or this new account. They don't care about that. You know, it's like, they just want, they, some people, they just want to talk about themselves. And if you let them just do that while you're inside the house, you learn so much about their family. And then when you come back the next time, you can ask questions. I even put notes down uh, under each customer, just little things of just memories. And I think that's a, a sales tactic for years and years and years. But that's something that I use. But I usually just remember overall, you know, you get to a house and it's like, oh, I remember everything about our last conversation, you know. But like that was the biggest thing was I thought being younger that the customer just didn't like me or, or the customer didn't like what I was doing. So then I would just get more quiet, but it was more when I got older and started realizing this as like, break the ice, 
break the ice with these customers and make them feel comfortable. And you know what I've seen from that is that I've seen a lot more customers say, hey, I'm not home, but please feel free to go to the house, clean the windows, just lock up when you're done. And it's that trust that you start building and they build that trust even with your employees as well. And um, that's helped a lot. And I'm sure you've probably seen with referrals now that a lot of people are the referrals coming from the individual with the tools, not necessarily on the job itself. I mean, we, we absolutely know the data is out there that you're taking photos of your work and you're kind of sharing it, whether it's through night job or something like that, that that's going to attract, you know, seeing reviews uh, in your ads, you know, attracts a bit more than that. But when it goes back to almost that old school, you know, word of mouth referral, I, I, I'm sure you probably see that more often than not, the people that you get the good rapport with, what they are passing along is how it is to work with you, not necessarily the job of performing. Is that seem correct? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally that, you know, I, I get messages all the time. Even I was surprised how quickly I started getting referrals with this new business with brand new customers who started referring me out to their neighbors. And it was always, Hey, I heard you did a really great job at, you know, X, Y, Z. And I just want you to come out to my, I mean, it just happened three times today alone. So it's um, the referrals that is great. But I, I think what some people get lost on what I've seen in, in, some of the old school mindsets is they get lost in thinking, okay, I'm just going to go write a referral and word of mouth. And I think that's where some people get stuck. And I think that's sometimes like a glass ceiling that they can't break through. And I think sometimes they get to this point where like, I have so much work, I don't even need to market anymore. And it's like, well, why not market and just go that extra step? You're getting referrals, you're getting reviews and boom, you market and you bring in more new customers. And that only just trickles out to more customers. And I think that's where I see a lot of people stop where you could just keep going and just open up the gates really. And that's like talking about, you know, the next level there, you know, people thinking that, well, Hey, I got a lot good. Why, why keep marketing it? And you explained it perfectly there, but to kind of go a step back where our conversation kind of started is, you know, people are looking to get into the industry and they're so focused on maybe what tools I'm using, or maybe even the other way, maybe they're not even focused on the tools we're using. They're so focused kind of on the, the other side of it. Um, but I love you talking about that. Hey, if you get in the door, you kind of can can train and kind of evolve yourself. Um, for for you personally, was there a key moment where you kind of identified that you really needed to to either shift your mindset or or I guess a better way to phrase it is to put some real hard effort into one particular thing. It was like learning a good ad, whether it was or maybe it was learning a good technique. Is there a time in your your experience that you can kind of identify and that you could share with the audience of like, you know what, like this is a time where I realized I really had to barrow down and, and focus on this if I was going to be successful long-term? Yeah, um, this will be kind of, I hope not too long, but uh, one thing that I used to be really into was um, lifting and weightlifting after work and, and, and having that as like this side life to window cleaning. This is when I just co-owned with 2020 Window Cleaning. But the thing was, I was getting nothing out of it as far as being successful. And I put a lot of time into it, but was getting nothing from it. And this was about, I would say about three years ago. And I took a look in the mirror and I just said, well, this is great, but I'm really not doing anything to further my life to make it better. And that's also when I took the step to start doing more stuff on YouTube. That's when I started growing my YouTube channel at the time. I was, I felt financially limited at the company I was at of where I can make. And if I didn't make that step to start 
putting out content as crazy as it sounds and building that brand of Steve-O the window cleaner, I would honestly not be sitting here where I'm at today. And it was putting in the time of almost working seven days a week for a good like three years and just putting the effort in. And I am so happy that I did it because it opened up so many doors that I never thought. And it really was that idea of, you know, there's no quick pill or quick answer that's going to get you to just like where you want to be. It truly is. It's, it's hard work, no matter who, you know, or, or, or what it's about putting in that hard work and the time and effort, like nothing comes overnight. And I learned that and I learned it through a lot of hard times. And, um, that for me though, about three years ago, when I looked in the mirror and just said, I, I'm not being successful. I got to push myself and I push myself and push myself. And, um, I'm very happy with all that effort I put in and where I'm at today. And part of that allowed me to open my new business. If I never would have done all the stuff I did with YouTube and, um, had some financial gain off of it, I wouldn't have been able to ever open my own new business. And really this overall in 2020, as weird as it sounds, was one of my probably a best years ever. And that allowed me to really open up the doors to many, many new things as well. With that type of grind though, how did you ensure that you didn't burn yourself out? You know, it seems that a lot of this, uh, I'm going to do some YouTube and do this. Like some people might be hearing that and going, whoa, 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 whoa. how'd you find time to breathe? So how did you find time to do that? Yeah, I would say there was times I got burnt out. Um, There's definitely times where I felt like, oh, this is too much. And, but what I had felt was that when I was younger, I didn't put the time in. So I, I did feel that like compelled, you know, to really want to put that extra time in and go for it. But I do think that sometimes you got to put your head down and just go for it. And, um, you know, I don't tell anybody to work seven days a week. I think it is very, very smart of anybody, you know, at least take a day, at least take two days off. It's good to have time with friends and family. And, and that's going to be overall probably a happier way of doing it. But in my thirties, it's like, I got the energy to do it, you know, and I would get done with adding another task to my life. And then after a few months, I would say, okay, I got that conditioned. I've got that down. Can we add something more, add something more. And that's what I've kind of done is kind of just built and built and built. And and it's really worked out. You know, it's a lot to do, uh, sell window cleaning supplies, also manage a business, have a life, you know, and then do the YouTube stuff and post. And, um, it's definitely, one of those things where you got to find a good balance and that is a hard thing to find. But I would say that the grind of it has been really fun and has been the best like three years of my life of really pushing and, and, and finding that, that end of the tunnel where I wanted to be. And I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm getting there, you know? Do you have any fear and anxiety about getting to the end of that tunnel and being able to actually throttle back down? Because you do hear the story of, you know, entrepreneurs that get on that grind and they kind of love it. And I love that you admit it like, yeah, I did burn out. You know, I had a couple of times where kind of reset and refresh. But there also is that that segment of people that, you know, a little bit beyond, you know, yourself age wise and things like that, where they're like, look, I kind of want to throttle back, but I kind of forget what it's like to only be in first gear. Is there any fear and anxiety for you that when that time comes, you kind of won't know what to do or, or, or is it just, Hey, I'll find that out when I get near that point. I, I, yeah, that's pretty much how I go. So I'll find that out when I get to that point. 
I mean, that's just how I've always been. I kind of, you know, push it to the extreme um, overall and, and just go for it. But the successfulness that I have found from it has been great. And um, and the thing is, too, is that in, in doing all this stuff, I do get to be home a lot. And in, in being creator and, and editing together, I get to be home with my fiance. And um, we do get a lot of time together, which is super nice. So there is a good balance there. But it was more of... Um, just taking out some of the things that weren't really impacting my life as far as being successful and just putting stuff into that, that would help me be successful overall. I know some people were probably listening and thinking that I, I wanted you to say something like, well, yeah, like guess I figured out, but I love that answer because I hope that it speaks to those that are caught in this kind of analysis paralysis, right? There are, you're kind of trying to think, or you're thinking too many steps ahead. Cause it goes back to what we started the core of this conversation with is that you're starting to think too many steps ahead before you're taking any sort of steps forward. And, and it sounds a lot of what you did was it, throughout your career before the new business, you know, back when you're co-owning things like that was you were making sure to be doing something, making sure that that had some sort of effect and whether right or wrong, kind of take the information, learn, evolve, adapt, you know, all those great things. But I, I kind of love that people might've been expecting from a you know YouTube creator and someone, you know, starting their own business, but had successful that like, well, yeah, like this is my plan, but living in the moment, like honestly, man, that, that energized me to kind of feel comfortable saying, look, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing now. I don't necessarily know what's next, like long-term, long-term, but I've looked at where I want to get to how I want to get there and, and kind of just living in the moment. And I think that kind of brings it all full circle that sometimes when you're starting out, especially these low you know, barriers to entries is it's very quickly you can get caught up in not thinking in the moment. And, and it sounds like you're trying to make sure that you're not trying to live too far forward or back in order to maximize what's happening. You think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, no, it, it's very fair. And it's even something that I've done through my YouTube channel and that some of the YouTube videos I put out, I don't know whether they'll do well or fail, you know, and some do really well and some fail. Most of them in, in the in the large picture of YouTube fail as far as the overall impact of them. But there is a few you know, golden videos there that have really, really helped people that I've received great messages about that have helped, you know, save them from, uh, you know, being homeless and, and all sorts of crazy things. And, and it's even reached out to people that I never, that are so outside of the window cleaning industry, you know, and I've watched those videos, um, young kids who just love watching them and just love watching window cleaning. And it's just, it's more about that you can fail so many, I know it's kind of corny to say, but you can fail so many times, but it's about those successful moments that really drive you to keep on going. And I would definitely say I've failed way more than succeeded, but I, I just keep going for it. I, I don't stop. Um, that's always something that I've always been confident about that I've always told people when they've ever uh, done an interview with me. I've always said the one thing that I know that I have, I have great work ethic. I will I will always put the work in to get it done. That's just who I am. My parents ingrained it in me. And that's just something that I've always had and that's never gone away. And it's helped me out so much to just grow my life overall. And that's that's a great personal core value I've ever heard one. I love the fact that you've taken that 
work ethic as the drive, but, you know, I've also done some things to, you know, kind of expand your mind, expand your skill set to make sure that the work ethic is now driving the smart car uh, to get really strange with the analogy there, but, you know, that, that you're adding on to that work ethic. So that's still your, you know, your mantra and your passion, but, uh, you know, your success comes with all that's coming together. Um, I will say if, if you, if you found this episode of the podcast, you know, through any of, of Steve-O's channels, don't forget to introduce yourself so you can comment below, uh, you can drop us a, a message or something like that. Uh, Cause that's part of the reason that we wanted to uh, partner with, with Steve-O's new venture um, is we'd love, you know, what you're kind of doing out there. And, and I appreciate you spending time here on the podcast, but throughout season two, I've been asking all my guests the same question. And now it is uh, for the last time here in season two, I'm going to present it to you, our guests. Um, you know, we bring on experts and we definitely call them experts because they have such knowledge, such expertise, but we know that there's always that something that they are working on. They haven't quite accomplished. So to you, Steve-O, I ask, what don't you know now? that you're either working on finding out or you're excited to find the answer to. And it doesn't necessarily have to be business related. We'll, we'll, we'll take whatever you got for that one. But what don't you know now that you're currently working on? I don't know how I'm going to be as a father. And that's something that's coming up that is very intimidating and is very scary. And that's to me, probably the scariest thing that's coming up in my life that I am waiting to find out how I'll be. And I hope I'm a great one, but it is extremely scary. And that's what's on my mind right now, as far as that goes. <laughs> and I cannot imagine how much space that actually is, is taken up in your head there. That is a huge yes. challenge, but I, you very well know there's a lot of people that are gonna be rooting for your success not only in that fatherhood, but uh, for business as well. And, and perhaps remember, keep your, your tool, uh, you know, mindset in mind when you're looking at strollers and other things that maybe you don't need the thousand dollar one, you know, maybe you just start with the basic one <laughs> and go from there. Uh, well, well, good luck with that, my friend. That, that's quite the challenge, but I'm sure you'll be successful. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It's much appreciated. And again, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I wish you the best of luck. If someone, uh, you know, is now in getting introduced to you through us, believe it or not, it can happen. Um, where can people find out more about you? Tell them about the YouTube channel or what's the best way to get in touch with Steve-O? Yeah, you can check out my YouTube channel, Steve-O the Window Cleaner. I'm on Instagram as well, Facebook as well. You can always reach me at Steve-O at windowcleaningresource.com. I am a sales rep with WCR. And then... Um, if you ever want to hit me up for sales as well at 970-599-1437. There you go. We'll, we'll have uh, some of that in the description below. So you'll be able to kind of see all that uh, if you weren't able to kind of write it down fast enough. Um, but Steve, you didn't, you didn't mention that you have a, a convert website for your new business. Would you want yes. to share that URL? If someone wants to see what a convert website looks like in the wild, you, we can just share yours. Yeah, no, check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an awesome website. I've received so much good feedback of it. Uh, it even dabbles into some of my YouTube stuff as well, but I mean the platform of it just, it's awesome. It's a great website. And so where, where can people visit it? Oh, www.peerprofessionalwindowcleaning.com. And that's peer P U R E professionalwindowcleaning.com. All right. We'll have that link below as well. Uh, Steve-O, man, uh, so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us here on uh, the Nice Job Podcast. And I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you soon. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me. And for all you that tuned in throughout season two, or if this is your very first episode, thank you for being here. All we've ever asked, we'd love for you to comment, love for you to like, love for you to share, love for you to get this video everywhere. But all we really ask for you is that you gave us a good listen 
take something from this episode, try it out in your business, try it out in your life and see how it works. We think it's going to work for you, but even if it doesn't, that is data for you to make a better decision in the future. So it's win-win all around. But uh, as someone that has hosted this for 50 episodes now, I've loved seeing our audience grow uh, and I've loved getting the opportunity to talk to so many individuals across so many different industries. Uh, And we will be back for season three soon. So be on the lookout for the release date for season three. Uh, If you join us the first time, please check out our previous episodes. But if you've been here for all 50, uh, thank you very much. Let's take a breath together and we'll see you back in season three. Until then i hope you're being healthy i hope you're being safe and don't forget to have a little fun out there as well we'll see you soon paint ed podcasts are produced by the painting contractors association and is made possible by members and industry partners to find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining pca visit pcapainted.org